Well, good morning. I think uh, we're going to get started. I hate to break up the fellowship, but <laughs> it's great. You guys are having a good time in fellowship. Great. Let's go ahead and have a word of prayer, then we can get started in our study. Our Heavenly Father, we rejoice at the wonderful privilege of being able to come together around your word. We thank you for your love and mercy towards us, and we thank you for your word. We just pray, Lord, that you will bless this time together. Pray that you oversee what is said. May it all be edifying to us, and may your word be effective in transforming us more and more into the image of our Savior, in whose name we pray. Amen. Well, this morning we start a new adventure. We finished epistle of Second Peter last week, and today we'll be starting in the epistle of Jude in the New Testament. Jude, one of the briefest of the New Testament books, but it's by no means unimportant. Jude is characterized by great earnestness and making an appeal as Jude calls them, to them that are called, beloved in God the Father, and kept for Christ Jesus. With great earnestness, Jude approaches a very important subject. Now, Jude is a general, what we call a general or universal epistle, as opposed to some of the epistles that are directed to specific groups of people that are named there. We, uh, Judas, not just one of the universal or general epistles, sometimes called the Catholic epistles. If you hear that, don't get confused. It's not referring to Roman Catholic, just the name Catholic really means universal or general. The purpose of Jude is quite evident, its earnestness is increased by the fact that the writer. Jude declares that whereas he had purposed in writing on an extremely important subject, which is our common salvation, but yet he states he turned aside from that original purpose in view of the urgency of the need that he saw to the churches that he's writing. And that need was a solemn warning which he presents in this epistle regarding apostate false teachers. As we look at the early verses of, of the epistle, we notice first reason, the first, the reason for the writing, and secondly, his own declared purpose for the writing. The reason is declared in verse 4, where he says there were certain ungodly men turning the grace of our God into lasciviousness and denying our only Master and Lord, Jesus Christ. It states that when Jude was given all diligence to um, making careful preparation to write a treatise on the subject of our common salvation, yet there was impressed upon him the need for writing this letter because there were certain men with, within the circle of the church 
who had crept in and were being received and listened to, and whose influence was affecting the life of the Christians in that church or churches. There were these false apostles, apostate false teachers, were turning the grace of our Lord into lasciviousness and denying our only Master and Lord Jesus Christ, he states. So Jews' purpose in this epistle is twofold. He wanted to expose the false teachers that had infiltrated the Christian community, and he wanted to then encourage the Christians to stand firm in the faith and fight for the truth. So as we go through the epistle of Jude, we'll find these two purposes which are still crucially important for us today. Extremely applicable for us today. Jude recognized that false teachers often come in unnoticed, as he states that they crept in. They're unnoticed by the faithful, so he worked to heighten the awareness of the believers by describing in vivid detail how these dissenters, how terrible they actually are and how dangerous they are. So as we go through the epistle, it's important for us then to be aware, paying attention to these things, because this certainly applies to the church today and to all of us. Jude reminds us that there's a time and a place for the aggressive protection of the truth. The aggressive protection of the truth does not seem to be in vogue very much in the evangelical church at large these days. And that protection needs to be from those who would seek to tear it down. Of course, those who are instruments of Satan used to tear down the truth by infiltrating it and then presenting false teaching. But more than just simply raising awareness to this problem, Jude here presents and thinks it's very important that believers stand against those working against Jesus Christ. So it's not just a matter of intellectual awareness, but it's a matter of spiritual readiness. Believers, as believers, we're to do this by remembering the teaching of the apostles, by building each other up in the faith, by praying in the Holy Spirit, and by keeping ourselves in the love of God. And all these points are evident as we go through the epistle of Jude. He exhorts us to be in and remembering the teaching of the apostles, building each other up in the faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, and keeping ourselves in the love of God. Now, let's consider a little bit about who the author of this epistle is. Like most of the general epistles, uh, the title of this book takes the name from its author, Jude. Now, most scholars identify the writer as Jude, the half-brother of Jesus. There's a couple of reasons that we can look at uh, why that is so. First, he identifies himself as the brother of James and Jude in the first uh, verse of Jude. 
meaning, now, he was probably not the apostle named Judas, as you know, one of the apostles was named Judas, and not Judas Iscariot, but another Judas, who was identified as the son of James in Luke 6, 16. By the way, if you have a King James translation, they actually translate that as the brother of James, so that brings some confusion, but that translation actually is not correct. The author of the book of Jude identifies himself as the brother of James, and so aligns himself with the family of Jesus. And then we find it in Matthew chapter 15 and verse, uh, I'm sorry, chapter 13 and verse 55, uh, there's a record of the names of the brothers of Jesus, and among these are named James and Judas. Now, whereas the Gospels record his name as Judas, English translations shorten it to Jude. So Jude is an English is an English form of the Greek word Judas, which translates the Hebrew name Judah, J-U-D-A-H. Now translators, translators use the name of Jude instead of Judas, probably because of the association it has with Judas Iscariot, the disciple who betrayed the Lord Jesus. Uh, the New Testament lists eight men named Judas. It was an extremely popular name at that time, both because of Judah, the founder of the tribe of Judah, and because also of Judas Maccabee, the hero of the Maccabean revolt against the Greek ruler Ant Antiochus Epiphanes in the second century BC. So it was quite popular, and we find quite a few in the New Testament named Judas. Of the eight Judas that are mentioned in the New Testament, only two are associated with a man named James, and therefore the only two candidates to have written this epistle. One is the Apostle Judas, as we just mentioned, and the other is Jude himself, the half-brother of the Lord. Now we can rule out the Apostle Judas because since he was the son, not the brother of a man named James, and um, further, if Judas is the son, the son of James were the author, he would have identified himself as an apostle, since he was one. And the writer of Jude, however, dis actually distinguishes himself from the apostles. Now, the James with whom Jude identifies himself here in the, in, in the beginning of the epistle um, was the Lord's half-brother, and the head of the Jerusalem church, and also the author of the other general epistle of James. So he's the author of the epistle of James. After the martyrdom of the apostle James, uh, there was no other James in the early church who could be referred to simply by name without further qualification. So this Jude, like James, was one of the half-brothers of Jesus. Jude is the only actually New Testament writer who identifies himself by a family relationship. So that's an inter interesting fact. And ironically, the man who penned the sharpest condemnation of apostate false teachers in Scripture, which is the epistle of Jude, 
He shares the same name, Judas, with the most notorious of all apostates, Judas Iscariot. And then another fact that we find here, we find reflected Jude's great humility in the fact that, like his brother James, he referred to himself as a bondservant of Jesus Christ rather than the brother of Jesus. Like his other brothers, including James, Jude did not believe in the deity and messiahship of the Lord Jesus until after his resurrection. And we find evidence of this in the gospel when it actually mentions that his siblings and his family did not believe of him at that time. And yet, after the resurrection, we find them faithfully aligning themselves as bondservants of Jesus Christ. Little is known about Jude apart from this epistle. Uh, an interesting fact in 1 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 5, the Apostle Paul mentions, he's uh, speaking to the Corinthians. He says, and he's speaking about himself, and he says, Do we not have a right to take along a believing wife, even as the rest of the apostles and the brothers of the Lord and Cephas? Just a, a reference here to, it's mentioned the brother of the Lord, and it's speaking of the fact that they were traveling about in ministry and with their wives. So this probably refers here to Jude as well as James. If so, Jude was, probably, was married and had an itinerant ministry as an evangelist. Apart from that account, tradition is really silent in Jude, and we don't know much else about him. Now, some critics deny that Jude, the brother of James, wrote this epistle, claiming there is internal evidence that the book dates from after his lifetime. But that's not really the case. Now, we often find critic, critics who are unbelieving critics, certainly, or who doubt some of these things, but it's highly un unlikely of the the things that they bring forth. For example, they, some of them say it's high, uh, that it was a forgery or that it was written by someone else in his name. And it's highly unlikely that a forger would write a book impersonating a relatively unknown figure such as Jude. Usually when you have pseudo-epigraphic works, false writings that are attributed to well-known apostles, and we have some attributed to Apostle Paul and some attributed to Apostle Peter. Nor would a forger pretending to be Jude have failed to identify himself as the Lord's brother.